This gospel reading really works for us. It really draws focus to the idea that whatever we do, whether we choose to live our lives in service to others, spend our days in a monastery praying, or live on a million-pound yacht sipping champagne, we cannot barter with God. What we do doesn't change God. It doesn't change God's love for us and the grace that we are given. But, as C.S. Lewis would say, it does change us. Once again, we hear a parable from Jesus, a story that confuses us. Surely, we are rewarded for the work we do. Surely, it's only fair that the hours I put in deserve a better outcome for me. This is how we are programmed to think. We're taught in school to work hard and that will result in better grades, a better job, more money and a bigger yacht. But as Jesus tells us, the kingdom of heaven holds a completely different dynamic. He says at the beginning of this teaching, the kingdom of heaven is like this. It doesn't hold to the same set of rules that we are entrenched in. The law of heaven is a place where these earthly rules that bind us do not exist and we should prepare for a completely different experience. And if we don't prepare here and now, then it's in danger of blowing our minds. So much of our feelings around personal injustice tend to hang on our sense of fairness. Why does that person get this when I get that? That isn't fair. This picture is really painted clearly in our Old Testament reading where Jonah is angry with God for showing mercy instead of vengeance. And I think all this pantomime around the bush that at first proves to provide shade and then is eaten away by worms is God's way of showing Jonah that it's okay to be upset about what is happening to you in your life, but it's not okay to wish ill on others who seem to have it better. If you are trying to keep up with the neighbours, then you are completely doomed to a life of misery. I heard this lovely quote this week which really got me thinking. Compassion flourishes when we have nothing to protect and everything to share. But I would go further and say everything and everybody flourishes when we begin to let go of those things that hold us captive, the feelings of jealousy and resentment, the desire for status and recognition, the inability to forgive, the stuff that feeds ego and removes us from a world of deep connection with others and therefore relationship with God through Christ. Of course, we do live in a world that at times can seem completely unfair But how we respond to that is always in our control. I'm sure many of you have read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who after spending many years surviving in a Nazi concentration camp, concluded that the meaning of life is found in every moment of living, 
Life never ceases to have meaning, even in suffering and death. Victor recognised that those who survived that most appalling environment did so by connecting with a sense of purpose through the completion of tasks, caring for another person, or finding meaning by facing suffering with dignity. Most of us will never have to be tested in that way. However, if we look outside of our little patch of paradise, there are many who are facing terrible hardship, war, captivity, starvation, and as Christians it is our duty to look for them in prayer and in person, and should they come knocking at our door to offer welcome and sanctuary in whatever way we can. One thing I did learn over all my years as a touring musician is that pain is relative to the individual. Some people can endure that kind of environment whilst others struggle to thrive. As musicians, there are long periods away from home. The relentless schedule of late-night performances and early morning interviews, change of time zone, and in my case, often everything was done on a budget, so sleeping arrangements were not always ideal. During that period of my life, I learned that for the band to thrive and be successful, then those who found the lifestyle challenging needed the support of those who were more hardened to the rigours. If the show was to go on, then we needed to work as a team. The delicate flowers needed more tender care for the garden to be at its best. Jesus tells us at the end of this parable that the last shall be first. And as people, as we work towards that realisation of heaven, then I hope those words are branded on your hearts because those most delicate and beautiful flowers, the vulnerable people in our community, are at present in great danger as we continue to build a society that worships the idols of self-glorification, ego, status and money. The kingdom of heaven is like this, Christ tells us. It is not like that. If we seek to promote the welfare of others, we give glory only to God through music, the arts and all ways that touch his people. If we reach out to the darkest corners of the world, shining light where it has been forgotten. If we fight to repair the damage done to creation. If we offer welcome to those who are in despair, then perhaps we will be fully prepared to have our minds well and truly blown when the time comes. Starting today, when we approach the altar, I believe we will have a chance to glimpse it. For there we share the same bread and the same cup.